This is the Bouquet Toss Podcast, brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Today's episode is sponsored by BrideBright, the all-in-one system for at-home teeth whitening. In just 10 minutes for 10 days, you'll get your brightest smile ever. The combination of advanced brush-on whitening pens and a revolutionary LED light accelerator safely whitens your teeth while also improving gum health. You'll start to notice results right away to help you get that perfect white smile for all of your upcoming wedding events. They've already got their amazing Bride Bright and Groom Glow kits, as well as the Brighten toothbrush, but they've just rolled out their newest product, which you'll hear all about later in this episode. Spoiler alert, if you use code BOUQUETGUEST with your purchase of Bride Bright or Groom Glow, you'll get 40% off of your total. Plus, if you order within the week this episode premieres, you'll also get a free box of their newest product. So stay tuned to learn more. Welcome back to the Bouquet Toss. Today, we are disrupting the trope that your wedding day is the best day of your life. We just want to toss out the pressure that comes with this idea. Couples have been getting really creative, especially during the last two years, with spreading out their wedding events over multiple locations or months or even years. While much of this came about out of necessity and dealing with travel restrictions and other limitations, it's actually a really cool trend that anyone can take part in and it helps lengthen the celebration for your wedding day. So our special guest today is Erica Halpern and she is just eight days away from saying I do. So we're so excited to get her perspective as a bride, having planned her wedding during the pandemic and to try to dissect this trope that your wedding day has got to be the best day of your life. Erica is an expert on all things bridal and is the co-founder of BrideBright, the world's most effective at-home teeth whitening kit and sonic-powered toothbrush. She designed the BrideBright Wedding White Teeth Program as well as their sister products Groom Glow and Brighten with her very own fiancé, who is a dentist. You can say these last few years have been a little bit busy for them between planning a wedding and starting a company, but one thing's for sure is that those wedding pictures they take next week are going to showcase their pearly whites. (laughs) Thanks so much, Erica, for joining us today. We're super excited to unpack all of this and talk about how we can make the celebration last even longer. Thank you guys both so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and especially eight days away from my wedding, It feels so perfect that I get to get excited again and talk about all things weddings. I love that. Yeah. So to like give everyone a little bit of background, you did have a ceremony technically last year, right? Why don't you like walk us through where we're at right now and what has happened so far? Absolutely. Um, So before I talk about last year, I will start a rewind and say that we got engaged in March of 2019. So this has been a long time coming. We planned our wedding originally for May 24th, 2020. I think that was a popular weekend for a lot of brides because that was Memorial Day weekend. 
we ended up launching our company on our would have been wedding day. So we turned our original wedding day into our launch day of Bride Right. So that's what kept us busy um, at the very beginning. And then thinking about all the stress and all the unknowns with wedding planning and things that are outside of our control, such as a global pandemic, it was important for me to be legally married to the man that I love. I thought for me, that would take off the stress of all of the what ifs or what can happen. So we decided on October 16th, 2020, we were going to get legally married in my parents' backyard and then save our Jewish wedding. So our full ceremony and then celebration for exactly one year later. I love that so much. I want you to talk a little bit more about that decision to get legally married, regardless of the ability to party after, right? You probably knew all along you were going to end up having the party eventually, but how did you kind of like separate those two things out? And on the flip side of that, how does that change how you feel about your upcoming party? Great question. You know, it took a lot of planning, a lot of discussions on all ends. First, Ryan, that is my husband slash fiance. I'm trying to use the fiance this coming week so I can refeel like a bride again. <laughs> um, but then making sure everybody's on the same page. So making sure we're on the same page and we knew what we wanted. But then we also are very close to our immediate families too. So getting both parents on the same page. So, you know, I actually remember we were at the beach July 4th weekend, and this was after we've already decided that we were going to postpone. And I think we probably all thought, you know, COVID was going to be a few months. We all were going to get through this and that we would have the wedding that we imagined fall of 2020. And that would be like our one and done. At that weekend, we had a serious conversation with his parents when we realized the reality of the state of the global pandemic. So, I mean, there were a lot of tears and I think that any COVID bride or any bride in general can just admit that there are definitely ups and downs. And I think at the beginning for me, there was a lot of ups and downs. And that's then I think the biggest foundation for why we chose to get legally married was because of my mindset. It was, I think, a mental health choice at first, knowing myself and knowing that I was going to put so much expectations and so much gravity over one day and like our wedding and being married. So then we thought, how can we break this apart to not put so much stress over something that is so far ahead and so much can happen until then? And then how can we still make both events so special? Well, there's something about that that you said, I feel like that resonates for me. And I'm sure it resonates for a lot of couples who've been in this situation, like when everything feels so out of your control, right? Being able to take control of that one thing and say like, you know what, we're just going to go and we're going to do the legal part. And we're going to become a married couple, we're going to become husband and wife or whatever the case might be. Like that does give you that feeling of a little bit of control over the situation. And I think brings some peace of mind where you, you know that the big fun party can always come later, but you at least have that. And you did the important part, the, mo the more meaningful part, right? Actually becoming husband and wife. Absolutely. And I, and I love that. And, you know, in the introduction, you guys say that we want to toss away the expectations of our wedding becoming the best day of our life. And I would almost say the flip side of it, that I think your wedding can become the best day of your life. If you have the mindset that no matter what curveball is thrown your way, it's going to be a positive experience and it's going to add to your wedding journey. 
I mean, people who know me personally or know me on my personal Instagram account, I live my life like my blood type be positive. That is a time flies song. I love it. My blood type actually is be positive, but I really do think that we are in control of our mind and we have the ability to decide how we perceive events. So I like that you said that, Jessica, that I could take control of the wedding in a sense. And then it came down to making this decision and verbalizing it to the people that we love. So our extended family and our friends and getting everybody on board and then realizing how can we make both events special? So there are some traditions that I would love to discuss. Cause I know that we, you know, in Bouquet Toss, you guys always talk about wedding traditions and how we can keep things or toss things. And I do think that there are some things that we did, which is, you know, unique for our specific situation, but also that a lot of either COVID couples can resonate with, or just anybody can kind of take a tradition and change it or go back to the roots. Well, go ahead. Tell us. Dive right <laughs> in. So, you know, I know a lot of people we have, you know, legally, like your legal wedding where you are married by the state. And obviously there are benefits in that as well. So for us, you know, insurance is one of those. It's and, practical, you know, but it's the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a lot of people and having my own business, you know, we have to think about insurance and everything, whereas Ryan is working for an institution so that, you know, we have different areas that we can help each other out. Also, it's just kind of nice to be able to call somebody your husband. I think that it's fun to interchange those words and different conversations that you have. Like I think when you're starting off with somebody and it's, you know, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, it's one level, but then when you finally get to call them your fiance, it's like you graduated, now it's your fiance and you want to say it all the time. And then it's like, you know, when you're dealing with life stuff on the phone with insurance or the airlines or, you know, just normal life stuff. It's nice to just say, I'm calling on behalf of my husband or I'm calling on behalf of my wife. So I like that. <laughs> For us, we are Jewish and I am very spiritual in the sense that I grew up going to a summer camp. I went to a Jewish day school growing up. And, you know, I do find that no matter what religion you have, that some religions bring you all together and it just like helps you have unique views of the world and helps you live like your moral and everyday life. You know, in Judaism, they actually have a two-part wedding. They sign the ketubah, which is their legal marriage document. And then they do all the other supplemental things like, you know, the seven blessings, when the bride walks around the groom seven times. And then of course, which I'm sure a lot of listeners can understand is the smashing of the glass and then everybody yelling mazel tov. <laughs> so back in the olden days, they actually used to have them two separate events. And they would say that the signing of ketubah can happen anywhere up until 365 days before the rest of the wedding ceremony. And they did that because families would always be traveling. So I think that it's kind of interesting because in a time where families couldn't gather safely in a global pandemic, we were able to do our first part by signing the ketubah, by having our marriage license and then getting married by the state, but then supplementally 365 days later now we're doing all the other parts of our wedding ceremony getting in like just under the wire exactly. in the nick of time but I love that exactly yeah I love that so much and I love how before you called it a wedding journey and not a wedding day and I think that's something that we could dive into a little bit more and also kind of just encourage people to really think about you know wedding journey I guess, different from marriage journey, right? So like your marriage journey is going to start the day your wedding journey ends. 
Love that. Right. Yes. But when you have a wedding day that you're putting like all of this pressure on, I do think it gets harder to be able to really appreciate and sink into the actual getting married part. You know, I can't mm-hmm. even imagine the nerves that you feel because you just want your whole day to go right. Mm-hmm. You want everything to, you know, everyone to be happy. You want all of your decor to be there and everything to look right. But then at the same time, you're also like, saying your vows and it's this thing that you've been waiting for and it's so exciting and there's just so much happening and so like the idea of getting to have two separate moments I think gives you a lot more space to personally reflect and just like celebrate what you're doing and your love for each other but it has become something kind of I would say a trend has become pretty popular to have like a wedding weekend and so I just want to call out that like I mean, that is great. And sometimes out of necessity, if you have so many people coming from out of town, you know, like you start with maybe a welcome party and you have a rehearsal dinner and then you have the thing and then you have a goodbye brunch. And that's amazing because then you also get to spend more time with people. But of course, comes with a price tag. And so there's a difference between like a wedding weekend that's happening in the same weekend and multiple wedding events that maybe are a year apart or just under 365 days or, (laughs) you know, like there's lots of things. And so we've heard couples who, you know, they decided that instead of, uh, because of COVID, instead of one big wedding, because they had restrictions on numbers and, you know, how do you invite people and then not invite people and all of that, that they actually had different receptions at different points with different people that lived in different places. And so maybe it was like a group of 30 in Florida and a group of 30 in New York and a group of 10 in Kentucky. I don't know. I'm going there for my best friend's wedding this weekend. Um, (laughs) So I think that just the idea of exploring, not having to fit into this traditional idea of like you spend all your money and resources and everything for one day, but you can split it up and do things just however you want them. And maybe that is in service of having more quality time with people that live in a certain area. From what it sounds like, Erica, (laughs) you were thinking about having a wedding weekend initially, right? Yeah. I mean, originally we were going to have, you know, the full wedding weekend. And I will say that I am extremely grateful and shout outs to my parents specifically and Ryan's parents and just all of our family for just being so supportive. And I think that is one thing that I know that I am, I keep on using the word grateful and blessed in that sense that things do have price tags and we are getting help. And I'm not afraid to admit that. And I just, I'm really, really grateful because everybody has a different situation. And again, I can't thank my parents enough for giving us the full wedding weekend still. So we are going to have a rehearsal dinner hosted by my in-laws and then the wedding and then um, a farewell brunch where, you know, a bunch of our aunts and uncles have contributed so we can have that farewell time. You know, I think, Sarah, you were talking about this, but I do think that having multiple events in one weekend definitely does help if you can, because your wedding day is going to go by so fast. And I say this to everybody. I mean, everybody who knows me knows that I don't want to spend my time going around table to table. I want everybody to be on that dance floor. And that's going to be the time that I want with them on our wedding is like our wedding night. We are going to all be on the dance floor and we're all going to be celebrating together. It's going to be more the rehearsal dinner and then the brunch where I can have more of those intimate conversations, catching up with the cousins or aunt and uncles that I haven't seen. I also say this all the time, but in life, I think that there are two times that you are really surrounded by the people that you love. It's your funeral and it's your wedding. 
And I'm just so grateful that I'm going to be able to be alive for this one. So I want to be around the people and I'm, I'm not going to take a moment for granted. I love it. I love that so much. And it's something everybody needs to remind themselves. Definitely. Um, curious if, you know, obviously we're eight days away, right? Leading up to yes. this, are there people that are saying that to you? Like, are you so excited for the best day of your life? Are you thinking like, oh my God, I have to have the most perfect day. Like nothing can go wrong because this has to be the best day of my life. Like, how are you internalizing that? I think I'm internalizing it as positive vibes only. Like, I don't want to put the pressure on the best day of my life. I do feel like it will be, but if there is anything that goes wrong, either I don't want to know about it or I just want people to, again, change their perception on it and like, it's gonna be great. Like if a bridesmaid, I hope that my bridesmaids all love their hair and makeup, but if it's not if it's not what they wanted, like go fix it up in the mirror, like go do something. Like, I don't want to hear complaining. I just want everybody to be in good spirits and I want us to all like hype each other up. So that's my perception of it is that I'm excited and I care about my guests experience. I care about the people I love. So I just want everybody to have fun. And I think it kind of puts it on me, but it also puts it on them that like, we can all have fun if we all have this mindset that like positive vibes only, good vibes only. Yes, yeah. I think that's so smart. I also think it's not taking, you know, this trope that we're naming of like best day of your life so seriously, so literally. I think it really is a smart way to look at it because I almost think that when you do take it that seriously, you're devaluing the other milestones in your life. And I know people say like, oh, like my wedding day was the best day of my life until my daughter was born or like, you know, until this happened or until this happened. So like, I know it can change eventually, but in some ways it's perpetuating a narrative culturally that our worth is based on our marital status and that until you're burying a child, if you choose to do that, you must have had this other best day of your life first. And there's also this dependency kind of narrative of like being happy and being like everyone showering you with love and all of this, like that, that coincides with getting legally married to someone and not maybe like graduating from school or like going back to school or paying off your debt finally or something like that. It's Or starting a company like or Erica. Or starting yeah. a company. Yes. <laughs> I have I have so much to speak to that, Sari. So can I dive right in for a minute? First of all, I have to get a, give a shout out because my sister-in-law had a baby eight days ago. So um, mazel tov to Pamela. They're actually having the bris today. And I get to, um, that is for those who do not know, it's the circumcision of the baby eight days after life. So I get to zoom in on that today. And sadly with that, I mean, she will not be at the wedding next week for all the right reasons. And I understand completely. I mean, health is at the forefront of our primary concerns and I I obviously want the best for my baby nephew and for my sister-in-law and for her amazing husband Alex but she gave me a pep talk this morning and she's just like it is just I, I my life has changed since I've given birth and at the same day that she gave birth she also got a promotion with her company and it's so important to celebrate all of those milestones and to also be okay with not being okay at times and you spoke to that too series the fact that like I feel like mentally I'm like at the best place in my life right now. But in April of 2020, I hit my low. I didn't know what was going to happen. This was the beginning of COVID and not knowing what was going to happen. I mean, now obviously people are now changing their trends and changing the norms and 
we can learn from each other and what we're doing. But I mean, I hit a low and I had to say, okay, this is, my mind is not as happy as I used to be. Like, how do we change that up there? And then I got excited about Bride Bright. And then I let that help drive me every day. And then now it's, I'm living in a time that I have so many best friends getting married and it's fun to celebrate them. And, you know, my heart goes out to all of them. So guys, if you're listening, like I love celebrating you and thank you for extending my celebrations. And I'm excited to finally toss the torch and be done with my celebrations and really just put the focus on you guys. But again, it's not just the engagements. It's not just the showers and the bachelorettes. It's all of life's milestones that we need to celebrate. It's the getting promoted. It's even quitting a job that you're not happy with. It's, you know, closing on a home. It's, there's so much in life that we need to celebrate. And um, I think we all need to try to do a better job at being honest in the times that we need help and that we need our friends and family support mentally. And then also being able to celebrate when our friends, our families are doing something else outside of just, I don't want to say just getting married, but outside of something that is so commonly celebrated. For sure. So I'm curious to know, and maybe this could be helpful for other people listening. What advice, I guess, do you have for anybody who is considering either planning like a long weekend celebration or potentially splitting their event up or maybe doing an intimate elopement and then a party later when restrictions might be lesser or situations might be more open? I think that the biggest advice is find something unique about each ceremony or each day or event even to make something special. You know, one question that is asked all the time is like, did you wear your wedding dress both times? And everybody did something different. For me, I did because wedding dresses are expensive and I now had an excuse to wear my favorite article of clothing twice. Granted, I also didn't want to post as many pictures or cut, you know, cropped and didn't show the full dress or anything, but I am so excited to wear it again. I think again, for us, when we were planning the event, I didn't want to do all of the religious traditions in our intimate ceremony because I wanted to save it because I didn't want us to think, wow, that was so perfect. We're done. Why do we need a part two or why do we need a completion? And we could have, because it really was such a special day. And then something that made our legal wedding day so unique and special was that it was such an intimate group. It was the two of us in our immediate family only. And then we did have a witness for the Kachuba signings. And, you know, it was great because we got to share very intimate vows. And whereas I am very extroverted and I would love to read my vows in front of 200 people, Ryan wouldn't have wanted to do that. So it's really special that we had that time and that event to do that and to have, you know, those intimate sit down conversations and just that family time. Like I, I loved that full day with my family. And that is, I mean, to the day, to this day, that is my best day of my life. Just, I mean, just spending time with both of our immediate families and having our families come together and obviously marrying the man that I love. But then there's something special to say that in eight days from today, we're going to be surrounded by all of our people and that we get to celebrate. And this is the first time. And again, I think one of two times in your life that you're surrounded by all the people that you love. I love that. So with the second celebration, the big one with all of your family and friends, I know you're adding a lot of those rituals and traditions into the ceremony, but you mentioned that you're maybe, are your vows going to be different? Like how are you switching things up um, in that regard from the first one to this time? Yeah. I mean, I think that our first 
our first, you know, when I say first, we'll call it the legal ceremony. That was really around, that revolved around the Kachuba signing and our vows. And um, whereas this one, it's getting all those traditions in and then getting the wedding that honestly we initially planned two years ago. Because again, COVID brides, we are at a spectrum, no matter where you are in the pandemic, we had already put down all of our deposits. We had already planned our wedding. We Pandemic happened in March, our wedding was two months away. So we had everything. Things pretty much stayed the same. I mean, my bridesmaids have their dress. They've had their dress now for two years. Um, my florals stay the same. I'm doing like bright pinks because I'm all about being bright. Hashtag stay bright. <laughs> but, um, and you know, even though it went from a spring wedding to a fall wedding, I really didn't change much of my vision. I think that again, I mean, I kind of joked my wedding website that if you had a dress initially that was bright yellow, like wear it. Like, I love the color, bring it on. As long as it's not white, it's not out of season. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, team don't wear white to someone else's wedding. Yeah, team don't wear white unless you obviously do the trend of the white bridesmaids, which my best friend, she says she wants to do that and whatever she wants me to wear, I will wear. All right. But she needs to stand out. <laughs> we can tell how you feel about that. <laughs> I love it. I just love that you really are like this living embodiment of positive vibes only in like every aspect from how you're going to experience the day, from how your husband fiance is going to experience the day, from how your family and your friends. And I think it's just so nice to talk to a bride who's like this excited just about love mm -hmm. in all forms, right? Like it's not just romantic love. It's the love that you have with everyone. And you really have found the essence of just celebrating love. Thank it's you. really, it's really very nice to see, you know, you're not getting caught up in like the minutia of perfection or, you know, I think part of that comes from like, you know, after COVID surprised everybody and you were, you know, mm -hmm. two months away, it's like after that, all bets are off. Like you really have to let go. Bring on the rain, bring on <laughs> like, forget this, or the whatever it is, it is. And we're going to laugh about it. Oh, this is so perfect. We'll make clear umbrellas and they'll make beautiful pictures. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Rain photos on wedding days are always beautiful. 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 And also that would be another advice I have to bride-to-be's is like, don't stress yourself out on the things that are out of your control. I think it's easier said than done, but like put away the weather app. It's going to constantly change. And even if it says it's going to rain, maybe it's going to only be an hour. You know, maybe you will have a storm, but we all are going to have something thrown at us. And again, you just have to try to find joy and laughter in those moments. For sure. Right. I think also just like releasing the idea that like anything is ever going to be perfect. Perfection, oh, it's not going to be. perfection no is not possible. It's not attainable <laughs> in real life. So just like letting that go, releasing some of that pressure that you're putting on yourself or maybe you're feeling from other people and just a lot of it is about how you choose to react to things, you know what I mean? And how you choose to think about it. And so really just trying to keep a positive mindset. And yeah, I think you're like a great example of that. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I think it's worth saying that when most people are saying that this, you know, their wedding was the best day of their life, they're not saying that it was the best day because everything went perfectly. Because that literally never happens for anyone. You're guaranteed to have at least one thing not go perfectly. And so it's not about that. It's n That's not like the measure of bestness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how better to say that. You know, I would, I always said, my sister got married, I think 2016. 
And I was like, this was the best day of my life, you know, Yeah. because it's not measured on anything except for the amount of joy and fun and just like sheer love you get to celebrate. So I would love for you to talk a little bit. I know you kind of mentioned this, but like what made that, you know, legal ceremony the best day of your life? so far? I mean, it was just, it was everything. It was, I think it starts again, waking up in the morning and I don't mean to be like preaching like positivity, positivity, but I do want to say, you know, if anybody could take anything from this, like be your own hype girl or find the people that bring you up and then tell them like, I'm going to need you to hype me up that morning. I had so much quality time with my mom and my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law who like now won't get to be a part of this year, which is just so great that I got that chance. And that makes me even more happy and validates the fact that like, we did what was right for us because you can't just hold off life and things happen. She didn't think her baby would be born two weeks before our wedding. It just, it happens. <laughs> it happens. So yeah, I, I really do think that it was just the energy and just not putting stress on that day because knowing that everything that we had endured so far and all the things and the obstacles that we faced, no matter what, like we were going to be leaving that night as husband and wife. And that was pretty cool. And there were like funny obstacles. Like I remember, you know, we got married in my parents' backyard and our backyard goes up to a high school. So like there's a high school right in back. We didn't realize because it was on a Friday night, we didn't, weren't thinking about Friday night high school football. But it was actually funny because as the ceremony is going on, we hear cheering and we hear like buzzers. And I almost made a joke. I was like, everybody, I could see like our family looking at us like, oh my gosh. And I was like, guys, they're cheering for us. This is amazing. Like hands up, like we did it. And my dad's car alarm was going off. And I'm like, I told you so dad, but it's okay. Like this is one moment. I'll just kind of give you a jab that like your daughter was right. Like things like that, like things are gonna be funny that happen. And if anything, now it's like the things that I'm choosing to share. Like it's one of the, it's the small moments that made our day even more special. Oh, and I was planning on wearing my veil actually. And I left my veil at the hotel and we were looking for it. We're like, where's the veil? Where's the veil? We left it at the hotel. And you know, it was actually everything happens for a reason because now when Ryan watches me walk down the aisle this year in eight days, he's going to see the full bridal effect. He says he didn't cry when he saw me walk down the aisle because something looked like I wasn't a bride and he said it's because I didn't have my veil on. That's what he's going with. So I'll, I'll fill you guys in and hopefully I get some waterworks this year. But if not, it's okay. I'll, I'll cry for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just put a lot of pressure on himself to cry now. I know. It's okay. I'll, I'll cry if he doesn't. For, again, I've got enough tears. There's a lot of emotion. <laughs> I love a crying groom. I don't know what it is. I just love it. <laughs> Sometimes it's the lip quiver for me too. If you see that like a little lip quiver, oh, it's the sweetest. So cute. Ugh, love weddings. I'm so excited. And to anybody else who's going through this, like just be excited because it's only going to happen once or maybe twice, maybe three times, maybe with the same guy, maybe with different guys, who knows, or girls, you know, I just, it's life. I'm confident that this is my second marriage and my last marriage, but with my same man, and I'm just really excited. Oh, well, we're so excited for you. We can't wait to see pictures and hear all about the event. We typically close with a fun wedding fact. And this yeah. one, I mean, we've been talking about it mostly throughout, but according to a 2018 bride study, 31% of couples hosted multi-day weddings up from 20% in 2017. So it's really, you know, it's a very, a pretty popular thing, but some of these 
you know, ancillary events were post-reception after parties, day after brunch, which is pretty typical, wine tastings, sunset sales, pool parties, and post-wedding Olympic games for guests. Nice. That's a party. You know, you talk about wine tasting, and one thing I have not mentioned yet is the fact that we have launched our new Stay Bright on the Go Teeth Wipes. I am so excited about this because, you know, I am a wine lover, specifically red wine, and it is officially red wine season. (laughs) I'm a coffee, avid coffee drinker, typically two to three cups a day. And now that we have our Bright Bright and our Groom Glow, our teeth whitening kits, and even our Brighten toothbrush, like we can always do things that make our teeth appear white and that whiten the surface level stains. However, you might be on the go and you're gonna drink a glass of red wine. And from your morning session or from doing Bride Bright last week, you just drank red wine, your teeth might be red, your lips might be red. So the great thing about Stay Bright is that they're convenient on the go wipes. They can go in your purse, wallet, pocket. And um, I'm actually really excited because we're gonna be giving our guests them as they leave and they're gonna go in some of our gift bags because you know our, our motto is Stay Bright. So I think it really is fitting to this whole episode and just how I'm trying to have a Stay Bright mindset throughout this whole wedding journey. And I think it does go on with our brand that life is about those moments that make you smile and how you should be smiling your brightest every single day. So if you need a little bit of help, if you need a little swipe to swipe on your teeth to give you that beautiful, bright smile that you deserve, we got you covered. Anybody who listens to this episode, if you use code bouquet guest, that will give you the 40% off. And in addition, you will also receive a box of 10 stay bright on the go teeth wipes. Thank you so much. Yeah, what a generous offer. So tell everybody listening where they can learn more about Bride Bright and maybe even follow you on your personal Instagram for your wedding journey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So you can follow Bride Bright on Instagram at Bride Bright. I'll definitely be posting a lot about our wedding there. Uh, My personal handle is ehelp22, but I'll probably be changing that shortly after the wedding. Maybe ehelp22, we'll see. And um, our website is www.bridebright.co. That's B-R-I-D-E-B-R-I-T-E dot C-O. Amazing. Thank you so, so much, Erica. It was so fun talking to you. Thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed this and I appreciate you guys having me on your show. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community. Join our supportive group of brides-to-be by heading to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay true to you, and we look forward to chatting again soon.